man had been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy Boys are back. It's been too long. Yeah, I missed you, man. I missed you too, Al. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that wasn't forced or anything. No, no kidding. Dick. <laughs> so yeah, guys, uh, we're back. Um, thank you for being patient with us. Um, sometimes you just gotta take care of some other things that uh, you know need to get done. That's right. Jobs, work, home, yeah. family. Yep, you know, shit happens, and you man up and do it. So, but yeah, thanks guys for um, holding out. We're excited to be back. This is uh, episode number fifty-two, and we got a lot to discuss. Fifty-two, fifty-two episodes. <clears throat> you know, the average podcast only lasts between sixteen and twenty-four episodes. I could see that. Yeah. So I could see people getting they get bored, getting bored yeah. with it or losing things to talk about. Yeah. So, but we just. We talk anyway, yeah, so exactly. just put a microphone in front of us. Exactly. I was actually, uh, I uh, last week was uh, uh, a guest on a radio show. Nice. Called the New Haven Mavens. Oh, nice. These two women, they do a, a show out of Bridgeport uh, once a month covering various topics, and they invited me because the topic uh, for this particular episode was all about games. So they wanted me to uh, talk about my trivia nights that I do. And they wanted, uh, they had the guy in from Elm City Games, Matt. Uh, he just opened up a place in, in New Haven. They're waiting their liquor license, but you just go there and play board games with other people. It's just kind of a cool hangout. That's cool. And then, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Escape New Haven. Oh, yeah, There was yeah. a representative from Escape New Haven, which I've done and is amazing. Did you make it out? No. Oh. And only, uh, I guess only about 20% of teams make it out of the room. Oh. So you get you get locked in this room. And you got to ser- solve a series of puzzles to get out. So, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then they, after an hour, the buzzer goes off, and you're just, you're, you're done. <laughs> it's very, you know, very nerve wracking, but yeah. it's very cool nonetheless. But I think it's about twenty dollars a person, but it's totally worth it to That's get a fun, yeah. group of friends. And uh, their reservations are like I think months in advance now because you know the it's caught on. But uh, that's pretty cool. Shout out to uh, Escape New Haven and shout out to. Uh, Elm City Games, because a lot of cool stuff happened in New Haven. Yeah, finally. Spring is in the air. Yo, spring has sprung. Yeah. <laughs> I got to cut my lawn for the first time on Sunday, I think. Oh, yeah. Mine's uh, is time. Is ready. Is time. Where do we begin? Uh, wow, yeah. So a lot has happened in the last month. Um, do you get, do you get like, friends... Uh, Sending you Facebook posts and go, you know, when you're out at the bar asking you questions, like you know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even at work, I'm like the office like music news source, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't mind, but I mean, come on, just 
call into the podcast or send us an email here. Right, right. But I get a lot of, you know, you know, hey, I like the the other day I I got to, hey, aunt, did you hear uh did you hear Axl Rose is going to front uh, ACDC? <laughs> I said no, he's not. Yeah. But it, it, and I start to realize what people hear and what they believe. I'm yeah. like, it'll never happen. No, I mean, well, so we'll start here. Let's jump right into it. So You've all heard the rumors. Um, it was reported Axel was going to front ACDC because Brian Johnson was either let go mm-hmm. or forced to leave because of possible hearing loss. Um, we don't really know. This is the biggest cover-up in recent years of rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand. There's well, been look- no official statement from anybody in the band. Nope. And nothing but speculation, even as far as Jim Brewer, you know, oh, yeah. defending involved, his buddy, yeah. Brian Johnson. Um, I don't know. Let me tell you something. If I bought tickets to ACDC and uh, I show up at the show and Brian Johnson's not singing, I'm I'm, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I and I got into this debate recently with some friends. I I will I will put Brian Johnson, you know, on an equal Equal uh, uh, standing with Bon Scott. Absolutely. I just, you know, I think I think the levels were, yeah, yeah, Bon Scott, you know, he had a, a little bit more um, edge to him. You know, some of the stuff I like a little better from that era. You know, he wrote some of their biggest hits with them, that kind of thing. But uh, as, as, as far as um, legacy, I put them as equals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So to throw somebody, you know, everybody's talking, about, oh, they're going to maybe get a no name or they're going to get this or whatever. I was like. No, I mean, if that's the case, maybe it is time to call it quits. Yeah, and Axel didn't help either when he joked around on Jimmy Kimmel, saying that he was going to do it. Oh, I missed that. But I think it was on April April first. Oh, okay. So, but that didn't help the rumor mill. He was leaving the same studio as them, but but that means I'm, nothing. I'm sure Guns and Roses was rehearsing at that studio. And then I, I, you know, I listen to Eddie Trunk, and he's like, "Well, you know, maybe, maybe Axel's just going to do a song, or maybe they're going to uh, do a few shows where they have some guest singers come in, that kind of thing." So, yeah, they also said that ACDC was going to open for GNR, and Axel was going to front both bands. But, I mean, you can't even guarantee he'll never he's going to. Yeah, he'll never. You know, it's, no, come on, no. <laughs> so, so first, so first, ACDC will start ridiculously late. Yeah, and then there'll be a super long break, and then Guns N' Roses comes on at it, four in the morning. Never happened. Yeah, never happened. So I mean, with with the whole situation with uh, with Malcolm, and you know, and if this, it, it, you know, if if it is true that that Brian is is out because of hearing loss or whatever, I mean, maybe, maybe it's time to just call it a day. You, I mean, you're one of the most influential bands in rock and roll. It's okay to quit mm-hmm. while you're ahead. You know, they do have European dates coming up in May. So in May, I guess we'll have an answer. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm interested to see I, how they're gonna. I don't think I don't do see this. them canceling that whole tour. Yeah, I mean, like you said, maybe they'll have like a couple guest singers come in. Mm-hmm. You know, get Josh Todd up in there for a couple sure. Songs, go for it. Know? Yeah, like, that'd be, be pretty kick ass. Somebody made a fantastic suggestion. I forgot his name, but somebody suggested the lead singer of Jackal. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Uh, he, he 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 might need the work. I don't know. He's he's still got that bar, I think, with his brother down south. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the rock yeah. and roll bar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I know he's uh he's still out doing shows with Jackal, and he may as he might have maintained his voice. I'm like, that's a that's a good fit. That's yeah, a that'd be fit. cool. But who knows? I guess we'll find out in May. Yeah. All speculation. Yep. Nobody knows shit. And well, since we left you last, um, there have been. 
four, three Guns N' Roses performances. That's right. That went off without a hitch. And I would like to just start by saying that I am now on board with this reunion. <laughs> I, I will admit I was, you know, I wasn't sure at first, but they pulled it off without ever an official announcement for en- from anyone. From anyone, yeah. Um, Didn't know who you were going to see on stage. Nope. And, you know, Axel even broke his foot recently, and he played. He played. He showed up on time with a broken foot. Now, didn't correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he break his foot in the '90s too? Yes. And I got, I remember seeing pictures of him on stage with like a, a walking cast. Yes, he did. you are absolutely <laughs> correct. I was like, history's repeating yeah, itself so, all over again. Yeah. So I mean, we um, it's not the lineup that we hope for. It's um, Axel slash Duff and um. Dizzy Reed. Yep. And you got uh, guitarist uh, Richard Fortas, who I did not know until recently was in Guns N' Roses uh, as far back as 2001. Also the be- early. Before yeah. going into the Dead Daisies. Okay. It, it, do you think it's a coincidence that he looks like Izzy? <laughs> Axel planned that. From 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 afar, yeah. I was like, that that, that dude could yeah. look, look like, looks like Izzy. Uh, you got drummer uh, Frank Ferrer, who has been with GNR since 2006. Yep. And then they have a second keyboardist, uh, Melissa Reese, yes. who I looked up, and she's worked with such artists as uh, Vanessa Carlton. She's even worked with Taylor Swift. So uh, she's in the industry. Um, but I noticed in a lot of the footage, she's kind of off, off almost almost off stage. Yeah, those Troubadour videos, you could barely yeah. see her. Yeah, so like, um, I don't know how there. big of a role she's going to play in the upcoming tour. Um, but, uh, yeah, they like having two keyboard players now. They're, they're, they had another one. Um, they had another guy who was in Guns N' Roses for a long time. I think his name was Chris something that uh, this girl, Melissa, has replaced, I guess. And back in the Illusion days, they had Dizzy and um, Teddy Zigzag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they like filling in that sound with yeah. uh, keyboards. Yeah. So we saw the footage from the Troubadour that was uh, very quickly announced, and that happened on April 1st. What did you think when you saw the footage? Or it should be, I should, we should point out, it was mostly cell phone footage because uh, they were really cracking down on what people can tape in this, in this yeah. thing. Although they did release a video that looked to be pro shot and sound coming off the soundboard. Someone had to have filmed that yeah. for them. I mean, there's no way. But I did see clips that were professionally shot. I like the video you posted of the guy that pieced them all together. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. minute video. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yep, that's on our uh, Facebook page. But I believe um, I believe they announced that show the night before, or a couple yeah, of days before. Yeah, or two days before, yeah. All right, first of all, um, I was... Um, it was April. It was April first, the show. Right. So I'm like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Is it going to be a tribute band that's going to come out?" Which would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious yeah. for them, yeah. but not for the people attending. So, um, I think it's uh, what does it hold there? Like 500 people, if that. Maybe, yeah. Um, half of it was industry. Yeah, I um, and I saw and, and a lot of celebrities. Yep. The other half was the lucky fans that waited like 10 hours mm-hmm. to get in there. Um, also, I love how on the flyer it said sometime after 11 p.m. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, this is kind of what got me, this is what kind of got my heart racing a little bit because I was like, holy shit, like this might actually happen. Mm-hmm. Like this is unannounced. They're going to, it's a warm up for Vegas. They're going to do it. Um, 
Saturday morning, I woke up. I went right to YouTube. There was already some crappy video, but at about 11.45, they just walked out on stage, man. Like, it was like time had never passed. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, no one's going to sound like they did 23 years ago. Right. I mean, Axel sounded okay. That was going to be my next uh, uh, question to you, is is how did you think Axel sounded? Because I cringed a few times. Yeah, no, I definitely did. But, I mean, he's you got he's a 54-year-old man, yeah. you know, and he's not a kid anymore. He is singing cleaner. Yeah. You know, he, there's not as much rasp in his voice anymore. He probably has, has done vocal exercises o- over these years. To, you know, you got you got to maintain that voice. I mean, you can't scream forever. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, James Hetfield doesn't sound like he did yeah, no 20 years does. ago. Exactly. Um, but, uh, uh, so it took some, it took some getting used to, and maybe, maybe me cringing was just me thinking in my head how I thought it should sound, but, uh, yeah. But uh, you know, there was some definitely some some stuff in there. I was like, I was like, this this is good. This is this this could be uh, this could be good. He lost weight too. He lost like he forty pounds. And he cut his hair. Yeah, he cut his. Cut I didn't his expect hair. him to cut his hair, but hey. I mean that um that first set was pretty um that was pretty appetite heavy. Um, they did two songs of Chinese Democracy, which I was I was surprised at that. Yeah, it was so I have the set list. Yeah, here. yeah. So uh, they opened with uh, it's it's so easy. Went to Mr. Brownstone. Which uh, I remember from back in the day, they 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 usually uh, traditionally put Mr. Brownstone second in the set mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so it's so easy, Mr. Brownstone. Then the Chinese de- democracy. Welcome to the jungle. Double talk and jive. Uh, they did live and let die. Rocket Queen, you could be mine. Uh, Slash did his Godfather theme right into uh, Sweet Child of Mine. They did a cover of New Rose by the Damned. Uh, they did Better, which I think was also yeah, a Chinese democracy a gr- song. That's a great song. Uh, knocking on Heaven's Door, My Michelle, Night Train, and then for Nodcore, they came out and did uh, a Who a Who cover, uh, the song The Seeker, and Paradise City. Killer set, man. Yeah, seven, you know, 17, 16, 17 songs. Yeah, so then, then that brings us to last weekend where they did that. They, the first two shows, yeah, first two full shows in Vegas. <clears throat> Excuse me, Axel Rose uh, having broken his foot, and uh, Dave Grohl being nice enough to lend him his throne. Yeah, because as soon as we found out that he broke his foot, we're like, oh shit! Say, so, he, so I, I read the thing. It said, it said Axel broke his foot. Shows will continue, and Jen said, well, you know, after Dave Grohl, nobody can break anything yep. and not go on with the show. Yep, that's it. He set he set the bar now. So I thought it was really cool that. Um, that he lent Axel his throne. Uh, they covered up the Foo Fighters um, logo, but from what I understand, during the encore, yeah, Axel it. pulled it down and thanked Dave Grohl for the uh, for the throne. That's going to be the thing now. He's going to lend that throne to right? anyone who who breaks a bone. That's or a good, that's a good rent, rental yeah. business right there. <laughs> and do you uh, that throne's going to end up in the Hall of Fame? It, it, yeah, it bet. probably before the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Do you have that set list from those shows? I, I sure do. So I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they played Coma one of those nights, didn't they? Let me get my notes. Uh, da, 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 da. They played Coma both nights, so Ooh, I'm thinking nice. this might be a regular set. That'd be, that's great. So there's only two variations in the set. All right, so both sets, uh, these were uh, April 8th and 9th. In Las Vegas, so it went uh, very similar to Troubadour. 
So they both went, it's so easy to Mr. Brownstone, Chinese democracy, uh, welcome to the dun- jungle. Yeah, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> dun- welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Double talk and jive. Estranged. Oh, beautiful. Live and let die. Rocket queen. You could be mine. On the first night, they did a, a, the new rose, uh, the dan- the damned cover. But on night two, they replaced that with uh, Duff doing attitude. Nice. Nice. Um. Then a song called This I Love. That's Chinese democracy. That's off Chinese yep. democracy? Okay. Yep. So they are dip- dipping into Chinese democracy. Yep. Yep. You know, I don't know if Slash and Duff needed some convincing on that. but Probably. Uh, so yeah, This I Love. Then they go into Coma. Uh, Slash plays his Godfather theme into Sweet Child of Mine. That's his uh, thing now. Uh, 15th in the set, they did uh, Better. That's mm-hmm. the Chinese democracy song. Uh, they then they go into civil war. Then the first night they played uh, a jam. They jammed on "Wish You Were Here," uh, like Slash and and uh, and Rich. They 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 kind of did a "Wish uh, uh, Wish You Were Here" jam. Whereas on the second night, that was the slot where Sebastian Bach came out and did "My Michelle" with Axel. Did you hear that audio? I heard some of it. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they then then they cover Layla. That's cool. I like to hear that. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it was a full song or if they just did a portion of it. Uh, And then they go into November Rain, Knocking on Heaven's Door, and uh, Night Train. Now, the first first night's encore was Patience and Paradise City. The second night's encore was um, Don't Cry, The Seeker, and Paradise City. Wow. And I think I skipped something. Uh, on one of these nights, oh, maybe maybe I didn't print it out correctly. I could have sworn on one of these nights they played Patience. Oh yeah, oh they played yeah Patience the, the first night and not the second night. Okay, and they played My Michelle the second night, not the first night. Gotcha. So we're talking over twenty songs in a set. So I think you're getting your money's worth. You know. Yeah. When we saw the the Motley Crue farewell tour, what what, what did we get? Um, six, six, fif- 16? 15, 16 15 songs. Or 16. You know, and, and the then same. apparently they're jamming yeah. in between, which I remember them doing back they, in the day. Yeah, they never played less than two hours. Yeah, you know, so which is I'll give them that. You know, I mean, you might have to wait a little bit, but the second night, man, he came out right on time, mm-hmm. wheeled out in his little throne <laughs> with his Guns and Roses bandana on his foot. Yeah, so I mean, I will be because they're known for changing up the set. So I will be once the tour starts. I will be checking just to see what they're. I mean. There's probably only gonna be one or two changes because nowadays when you're you're dealing with lights and everything else, yeah. um, you know, because I don't think they're doing now what they did back in the day, which was, I think they 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 never worked with a set list, right? Not, I mean, you're talking the like the Use Your Illusions uh, tour and stuff like that. I mean, they might might have had a rough outline, but I remember it being Axel or Slash just throwing out yeah. what songs they wanted to play at what time. Yep. So I'm mean, anxious to see how that uh, goes forward. But good set list. I can't. I can't complain about the set list. So yeah, we have uh, the first weekend of Coachella coming up, yep. which they're headlining, and then the following weekend, um, you're gonna have to keep me posted because I'm gonna be out of town, <laughs> so I'm gonna be freaking out this weekend. I'll send you some texts. Please, please do. Yep. Um, and just announced today, Guns N' Roses is in talks to play three shows at Wembley Stadium. So obviously, one of the biggest stages in the world. I mean, you, you you think of Wembley, you think of Queen, and you know you know uh, you know bands like that. Um, 
So with that said, and the amount of people that are going to these shows, let's talk ticket prices. Yeah, I saw some pretty high ones. The ones, the the, the two shows closest to us were um, New Jersey and Massachusetts. And, you know, you can count, uh, I think Maryland uh, was in there too. Um, everything on the floor, now we're not talking VIP packages, we're just talking regular tickets. Everything on the floor and everything in the first level were 280 to $285. Wow. Before service charges. If you wanted the pit experience, that was $1,750 a ticket. Jeez. That's if you wanted wanted pit tickets. <laughs> um, and then as you as you go further up, obviously ticket prices get a little bit better. But if you're in the if you were in the last seat in the venue, you're still paying almost ninety dollars plus service charges. It's over a hundred bucks for the worst seat in the venue. Now, here's the the flip side of that. Most of these shows, uh, at least uh, at least the two closest to us and a few others that I looked up, are pretty much completely sold out except for single tickets. Mm-hmm. So it shows you, on the one hand, hey, people are willing to pay this. On the other hand, if you go to Ticketmaster.com, you can also see how many seats are being resold through their website. Oh, really? And those seats are in pink, and there's a lot of pink. You could resell tickets like that? You, yeah, you could buy tickets on Ticketmaster and then put them up for resale on Ticketmaster for I think the same, the same price, day. Same price? No, you can set your price. Really? Yes. Holy shit, I did not know that. So there's there, there's quite a bit of flipping going on right now. And I think it's only going to get worse as it, uh, as it gets closer to the shows. That's crazy. So that if you click on that. that option, if you you look at you look at the venue, you know where you could pick your seats. Yeah. All the seats you see in pink, and there's a lot of them, uh, are resale tickets. That's funny, you know, because I saw those. I, uh-huh. I, I thought that those were just available seats. No, when I was looking. the the yeah, blue ones are available seats. The gray ones are the ones that have been sold, and the pink ones are resale. There's a lot of pink, and that's there. not wait, and that's that's just the people that are reselling through Ticketmaster. That's not including the people that have gone to StubHub. God, yeah, so, that's gonna get out of hand. I don't know what percentage of uh of of ticket buyers or, or or what percentage of that sold out crowd is just people reselling them or people looking to flip them, but I think it's a good chunk. Yeah, man, that that kind of that sucks in in a way for, you know. Some poor schmuck's going to spend like $500 on a $200 ticket. Right. But I got to tell you, I've encountered a lot of people recently um, who told me, hey, I'm going to find a way to go to this show because I've never seen Guns N' Roses. They're on my bucket list. I never thought this was going to happen, and I'm going. And then uh, I was like, yeah, maybe maybe I would feel the same way if I didn't see them back in 93 and yeah. you saw them back in 93. Yeah, well, I also, yeah, also like two times on the Chinese Democracy Tour. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I see. So. I never saw them on that tour. I just uh, I, I had no interest. I was like, it was kind of like nothing can top what yeah. I saw in 93. And I love when you posted your ticket stub the other day. Yeah, I, I, I had the I, same one. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I posted a picture uh, to my Facebook page of the ticket stub from the New Haven Coliseum, 1993. Ticket price. Twenty five dollars. Yep, and it says below it, all taxes and fees included. Twenty five bucks. And I had good seats. Yeah. You know, um, I was like, I was like l- within the first ten rows up from the floor on the side. Yeah, I was like, I was probably like ten up from you. Mm-hmm. I was like in the first twenty rows yeah. somewhere on the side. So I miss the Coliseum. Yeah, so do I. 
but yeah, and 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 I I went back and uh, you know, as luck would have it, that entire show is on YouTube. Yep. And I looked at went back and looked at the set list. I'm like, that was a goddamn good set list, and they played over two hours. It's beautiful. Yep. I dug it, and that was when they, they did a little acoustic set yeah, in the middle. The they put out. the couches yeah, out. They great. did patience. They did acoustic. It's so easy. Brian May opened that night. Too. Brian May yeah. opened that night. You got to see a legend. Yep. And you know what? I remember because, and I was in high school. I knew who Brian yeah. May was, but a lot of people around me were like, "Who the fuck yeah. is this guy?" Because Freddie had just died the year before. Yeah. You know, and so. and I think he he just came out with his solo album. Yeah. Brian May. It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, 1993 Guns N' Roses tour, New Haven Coliseum. It's like March 23rd or something like yep. that. Something, yep. something, something yeah, because I think it was right around my birthday. Uh-oh. Yep. <sighs> and see, uh, see somebody, uh, somebody tweeted to Matt Sorum asking about. Uh, it, it was literally two days uh, before the tour. Somebody tweeted to Matt Sorum, "Hey, are you part of the reunion?" And he made a response and then quickly deleted it. But, of course, it's out there in, in internet land now. Uh, his response was simply, they never asked me. So. I wonder what, um, I wonder how Steven's doing. I'm kind of worried about that guy. Yeah, he, somebody got him on suicide watch. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he said it in an Eddie Trunk interview that he would kill himself if he doesn't get to play with them again. So. You know what bothers me? Have you been listening to Eddie Trunk? I missed a couple of them, but I'm I'm almost caught up. His call-ins are annoying me because they ask the same questions every week, and it's stuff that he's covered. And and he and half the time, and it's like, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with Guns N' Roses. I don't know what's happening with Stephen Adler. Um, yeah, I like Eddie Trunk's show a lot until yeah. he gets to the callers. Yeah, I know he's great. But I mean, you you um you listened to the one that Steven was on, right? When I uh, yeah, I, I ended up listening yeah, to it later well, on. Like when Eddie told him, like you know, like don't get your don't, hopes yeah, up, it's man. Not gonna and, happen. Like, you know, it's, they're they're probably not going to ask you. I mean, I'm hoping maybe he could do like maybe he can come out mm-hmm. with a song or two, you know. But um, Matt Sorum uh is going out with Hollywood Vampires. Nice. And they just uh they just uh, made a uh, statement. Uh, what's his name? Tom. Uh, is it Tom DeLeo, the bass Rob player? DeLeo. Rob DeLeo yeah. from uh, um, Stone Pilot Pilots will be playing bass on that tour, which is which July is very cool. Second at Foxwoods. Yeah, I have a, it's a Saturday night. I have a, have a wedding. I have a wedding. Yeah. DJing a wedding that night. Otherwise, I probably would have went. Yeah, I might check it out depending on what the prices are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we are seeing Alice pretty, cl- pretty exactly. close. Exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. And actually, Alice Cooper just announced a second leg to the tour that we're going to see in a few weeks. He's going further. Uh, mm. Further southwest. southwest okay. Further southwest. That guy never stops, man. Hey, good for him. Yeah. How old is he now? Seventy one, I think. Good for 70, him. Seventy one. Yeah. You know, I I, I wish uh, you know. I hope we're all as as virile as that yeah, at, when we hit seventy. Also, one last thing, uh, Guns N' Roses. I got here. Uh, it was announced today that once the tour starts, uh, uh, you know, uh, probably at Coachella, we may see an updated. Guns N' Roses logo. No. Yeah, you know, you know, the classic logo with the two guns and the roses and whatever. Um, they're updating that. Oh. 
And, you know, that's probably not a big piece of news. You know, bands do that all the time now. But, I mean, there was a time where it was unheard of. Like, you didn't change your logo. Like, Metallica's logos always look the same. Anthrax, Kiss, Megadeth. I think the first ones ones that really stirred up things at a record label because they changed their logo every album was Motley Crue. Yeah. Every album they had a new logo. Yep. And I remember that being a big deal back then. But now, who gives a shit? Yeah. Someone will complain about it, though. (laughs) No. But uh, I saw Slash's guitar picks. They're nice. They got the old logo on them on one side and his autograph on the other. There's a guy, um, the two Las Vegas shows, the same guy caught Axel's microphone each night. You know, I watched the end clip of the show. I'm like, is he going to throw no. his microphone? Because I remember when I saw him in New Haven, he threw his microphone from the stage to the sound booth, to the right? sound booth yeah. and it hit perfectly. Yeah, like, that's, that's precision. Yeah. Um, and then I saw him just throw like throw the mic into the audience. So and the same guy caught it both nights. Friday and Saturday night, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And then what what happens? Some roadie goes find that guy and say, "Hey, can I get the mic back?" He said he had to fight a girl for it. Oh, jeez. Then you know, like she wanted that mic, but he's he's like, "No, you're not getting this." No, (laughs) it's not like you're gonna take it home either. Yeah. Unless they're buying a new microphone. Yeah. How does that work though? Like, what if you just left with it? I mean, unless unless they're doing like what Kiss does, you know, Paul Stanley smashes an Ibanez guitar every yeah. night and throws it in the audience. Maybe he's he's got a bunch of he's yeah. got a bunch of wireless mics. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because if I caught that mic, you're not getting it from me. The thing about a- Axel is he's, he's got a very signature, almost almost signature microphone yeah. with that big fucking windscreen the on tape it. On the <laughs> the tape, yeah. yeah. I, I used to do that to my show. <laughs> Remember his? Uh, he should bring back the 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 mic stand. I made that in with the high well, with the little with the little like uh, triangle yeah, bar. I was like, wheel, the yeah. Wheel on the well, bottom. the steering wheel was cool. But I was like, why did he have yeah, that triangle so thing? For, so you can grab it. Like and this, grab man. it. Yeah, it was it was, was kind of like it was kind of like a variation of Freddie Mercury's. Yeah, with a little a little added yeah. point. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's totally he's got to bring that back. That'd be great. Good times. <laughs> See, we pay attention to that stuff. We pay attention to the microphones and and the microphone stands. Very detailed. That's why we've been accused many times of having a lot of useless knowledge in our brains. Yep. Too much. Too much useless (laughs) knowledge. Did you have any more Guns N' Roses news? No, I think we covered everything so far. But next time we'll report on the Coachella stuff. Mm -hmm. Next show. Um, Do you have anything else newsworthy? Well... We had we they just had the um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Let's talk about that. Um, well, I'll just you know briefly because um, I know what bit what made big news. Steve, Steve Miller. Miller. Yeah. So yeah. So Steve Miller um, went on a rant about how everything sucks at the Rock Hall, and um, the second story to that is the Black Keys like saying they didn't you know they regretted. You know, inducting their heroes into the into well, the hall. I saw the headline first, and the headline was "Black Black Keys Regret Inducting Steve Miller into the Hall of Fame." And my first, before I read the article, my first uh, thought was, "Well, why would you why would you say that?" He was speaking his mind. Like I I, I thought that they, they they had said that because of the statements mm-hmm. he made about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, why would you regret inducting? Are you trying to kiss the ass of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Then I read the article, yeah. and it turns out that he was kind of a dick to them 
you know, who who were lifelong here. You know, this, they were his hero. And like, yeah, he they didn't he didn't know who they were. He apparently. He, he knew who was going to be inducting them. Steve Miller knew that the Black Keys were going to be induct- inducting him. Did not take the time to learn anything about them, um, and was just very cold for them. I think the first words that Steve Miller said to the Black Keys upon their meeting was, "I can't wait to get the hell out of here." <laughs> Wow, what a savage. You know, so, uh, you know, I posted it on the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Junkies Facebook page. You know, sometimes you are, it's a good thing if you don't meet your heroes. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. That's why I never want to meet Paul Stanley. <laughs> that would just ruin my whole life. So, but yeah, there was, um, you know, Steve Miller was inducted. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago. Um, my parents actually went to see them the next night at Mohegan. So they tore it up. Oh, they nice. were great. So. Good, you know, congrats to Chicago. Um, NWA was inducted. Um, Cheap Trick, finally. Yep. Uh, Deep Purple. Um, we have a show connection to the to the Deep Purple induction. Yep. Have you talked to Chris at all? I haven't spoken that? to Chris. I, I just saw his video, but I have. I have. I spoke to Chris a few weeks ago. You know, before the Rock and Roll induction. And uh, if you saw the video we posted on the Rock and Roll Junkies Facebook page of Chris uh, speaking about Deep Purple, um, he gave me just as much an education a few weeks ago when we spoke. Because I'm I'm not really up to speed on the different incarnations of of Deep Purple, but he's a, a hardcore fan, and uh, it was interesting that he took the time to uh, to post that video. And yeah. you know, g- good for him. You know, so you you know people who should have been recognized and maybe weren't, and you know. You know, sometimes, sometimes you, you want to see them do things for the fans, but sometimes they just can't get their shit together. Sometimes egos get involved. Yep, like Richie Blackmore. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and then I was I was disappointed that um, I was disappointed that uh, Peter Cetera was not going to be performing with uh, Chicago. Was he there? I don't know. I you see. I I don't know. I don't have much information yeah. on that. Um, but I I am really gonna I am really gonna be interested to see how HBO edits everything together, especially the Steve Miller thing. Oh, that's not if, gonna be on there. You, at all. you, you no. think they're gonna omit yeah, them all together? You won't see that on there. Mm-hmm. And if you do, I'd be very surprised if you do. But they can't risk, you know. Steve Miller made a good point though, and uh, um, and actually, Ice Cube was on Howard Stern this week. Okay, so. Everybody, everybody who's being inducted into the Hall of Fame, they get like a plus one. But if you want anybody in your family or this and that or whatever, I think Ice Cube said it was like $10,000 a table. They're like, well, wow. you could buy a table. You know, it's it's not the greatest um, production. You know, you think at, the, at, the, at this point, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction would be kind of, uh, you know, like you look at the production of like an American Music Awards or mm. something like that, you know, it's not even close. It doesn't even scratch, you know, the, those kind of productions. And Steve Miller made a good point. It's like, well, nobody asked me from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, for my permission to use all the footage, uh, for my permission to later have it broadcast and and, and this and that. He and, said this up there. Um, I don't know if he actually said it up there or if he said it in a separate oh, interview, wow. but I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, HBO or whoever at the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, they're going to make a lot of money off of these inductions. Um, and then what are the what are the artists getting for it? Yeah. Nothing. Well, the Rock and Roll the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be, oh, you know, their re- their response would be, of course, you're getting inducted and that should be enough. Um, but give me a break. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Ice Cube said, you know, because he wanted his whole family there, you know, so I think he, he, you know, he had to drop cash to buy other, buy other tickets. And by the time he he was done, he's like, did I just pay for myself to get an award? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. And, uh, and NWA chose not to perform. Yep. Yeah. There's a. Uh, he said he said <laughs> to get Dr. Dre to do anything is is tough because he's got to got his own uh, his own plan. Yep. He's like he's he said Dr. Dre is uh, reluctant to do anything that's not huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Right. Wasn't there some uh, words? Uh, didn't he respond to Gene Simmons? He did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he and he was a lot more uh, cordial than I thought it was going to be. Um, of course, we're talking about. Gene Simmons made a statement. Uh, he made a couple of statements. Uh, one saying that it was something to the effect that the Hilps rap will die yeah, he soon. Can't wait for it to he die, can't right? wait for rap to die. And then um, he made uh, he made statements about NWA getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he said something to the effect of, "Well, when Kiss gets inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, then we can talk." <laughs> wow. Right. So um, Ice Cube said, you know, he's 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 spoken to Gene on other occasions. You know, he doesn't have an issue with Gene. And um, he made it seem seem that this uh, Twitter war is is kind of all in good fun. He you know, he's not taking it too seriously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he you know, he fired back and whatever. And, you know, he said something like, well, you know, who gives a shit about Kiss anymore? <laughs> you know, but, you know, it all comes down to perspective. I mean, yeah. there are those people who say, um, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if they're going to induct groups like NWA or, or LL Cool J like they have or Run DMC, maybe it shouldn't be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe it should be called the Music Industry Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's, you know, that, that, that's another heated debate. But honestly, all these arguments about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame take more energy than I'm willing to put out for it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it now. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so, but... um. As uh, as it gets closer to airing, and maybe I'll get some more information, uh, we can see what actually uh, transpired as far as uh, the uh, performances go. I do think the original drummer did perform with Cheap Trick, he Trick did, though. Yep. He did, yeah. Yep. What was his name? Bunny, but, Bunny but, but, Carlos. Right, yep. Yeah. He had the cigarette hanging from his mouth. Did awesome. you know Rick, Rick Nielsen's son is their yeah. drummer now? Yep. Yeah. He's good, you know, but... And that's who I'm going to see... I forget next month or the month after. I'm going to the Hart Joan Jet Cheap Trick tour. I gotta I gotta check if there's tickets for that. Still, there probably is. Probably is. Yeah. But that's three Hall of Famers right there. Yeah. That's three. That's three. Three acts that I've seen before who oh I know always put on a good show and to be on the same bill that's killer for less than the price of the shittiest seat at a Guns N' Roses show. It's true. Yeah. That's so true. Hart Joan Jet and Cheap Trick. Do you know I just paid twenty five dollars a ticket for flogging Molly at uh, Oakdale? Really? Yeah. Wow. Pit tickets were thirty five. I think everything else was twenty five, plus service charge. But whatever. That'll get me in the door, man. Yeah. You know, like. Whereas I think we did. Did we? We might have discussed a few weeks ago. Um, uh, bare naked ladies oh, are coming yeah. to Oakdale now. I could care less about bare naked ladies, but I really wanted to see their openers, which was um. You know, honestly, I can't remember who it is now. Uh, yeah, some some groups from the eighties. Yeah. But I wasn't about to pay seventy five dollars a ticket to go see Bare Naked Ladies. And I recently looked; that show's not selling well. People have a limit of what they're willing to pay for what artists. Yeah, you know, we talked about this briefly before the show. Iggy Pop is playing an hour away from us tonight. Tickets were eighty five dollars plus service charges. That was just a little bit more than I wanted to pay for Iggy Pop. Yeah. 
you know, agree. if tickets were 50 bucks, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> you know, there's a limit show. that, you know, I had a, I had a funny conversation with my neighbor recently and, uh, she, she had bought, she had bought like a hoodie, <laughs> you know? And I was like, Oh, that's a, you know, a nice hoodie. It was from one of the breweries in the area. Oh, she's like, Oh yeah, it was nice. It was 40 bucks. And I said, I said, is it, is it weird that I would pay $35 for that hoodie, but I would not pay $40. <laughs> I have my limits yeah. on everything I buy. Yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I went to, um, I went to that record convention last week, you know, and I knew what I was willing to pay. And if, if, if I make a deal with somebody, I walked away. I don't care how long I've been looking for an album. Yeah. I know what I'm willing to pay for it. And I will walk away. If we're $5 off, I will walk away. Yeah. And most of the time they'll cave. Yeah. Speaking of good score on that, you like that illusion record? I got Use Your Illusion one. The guy had it marked for seventy five dollars. Bullshit, by the way. So then it got to be towards the end of the show, and he put up a a sign that everything was fifty percent off. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing the math. I'm like, I'm like, so that bring it down to like thirty eight or something like that. Yeah. So I says, I said, what can you do on this? Uh, I I, no, no. Actually, I I I brought it to him. It had the seventy five dollar price tag on it. I said, can you do this for thirty? He goes, uh, half a 75. He's like, oh, that'd be 38. I said, no, I'm going to pass. He goes, make me an offer. I said, 30 bucks. And he stood there staring at me for like 10 seconds. It's like, give me 30. <laughs> See? <laughs> it works. I would have walked away. It works. And you know, he probably paid 10 bucks for that record. Yeah. Like, you know, it's original pressing. It's, yeah. you know, you know, and I just, I just wanted to listen to it. I don't buy shit to collect it. I buy it yeah, to listen no, to it. I used to of course, now that. I got to, I got, I'm on the hunt for use your illusion too. <laughs> I looked, I looked online They're They're up there for mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. So. yeah you got to get two now to round it out. Of course I have, I, I still have them both on cassette that I bought the day they came out. I found um in my, one of my crates, I have this Guns N' Roses record. It's called, um. It's called uh, Dr. Love, Calling Dr. Love. Okay. It's a bootleg from the Appetite Tour. Really? Yeah, and it sounds amazing. Oh. Yeah, so it's pretty psyched. I didn't even know I forgot I had it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So pretty psyched about that. Nice. Hey, so did you hear about this band, uh, The Story So Far? Yeah, but refresh my memory. <laughs> That's that super group? No. No, no. No, this is... Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. So, um... There was a, a video that went viral. Uh, this band, The Story So Far, who I guess has been around for a while, uh, was playing the Mod Club in Toronto. And they've received a lot of shit recently for uh, drop-kicking a female fan oh, nice. who jumped up on stage. Oh, is there a video of this? <laughs> oh, I watched the video. Okay. I'll, get, I'll read you the description. Yeah, break it down for me. Um, you can see the female fan make her way on stage, uh, about 30 seconds into the video. You can Google the video. Uh, the story so far was beginning to play the song high regard when the girl stood on stage for about six seconds. She was holding up her phone like, like as if she was taking a selfie. Uh, she says she was uh, on stage for about six seconds trying to get her Snapchat to load. She had just begun to pose for her phone. Uh, when the lead singer uh, Parker Canyon unleashed a flying kick that bumped her back into the crowd. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, of course, everybody, everybody was in an uproar about this. In fact, the Mod Club uh, in Toronto has announced that the story so far 
will never play there again. That's that that that's how far this went. Uh, they said that that they had never imagined, you know, such a, such a disgusting act, but whatever. Um, which, and but my first thing, my first reaction was, good for him. Yeah, I was like, you know, because I. I I don't know where some people get off that they think that they have the right to get on someone's stage yeah, exactly. while they're performing, while they're doing their job yeah. and interfere with that. You know, it's not it's not like somebody jumping up on stage and then stage diving. OK, yeah. that's a, that's a different thing. But you're blatantly you're standing on someone's stage while they're performing and you're standing there for six seconds, which, you know, feels like an eternity holding a phone up to get a selfie or whatever. It's ridiculous. Hell yeah, she got drop kicked into the crowd. Did she get kicked in the face by any chance? Well, she didn't even see it coming. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I it, it's funny because I I would love to know if her Snapchat was oh, actually yes. working, and she got she got it from behind. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to see the second perspective yeah, I see of the that Snapchat video. Video of that. <laughs> so, the girl who got kicked made a statement. Oh, great! Wait, now this gets better. It's a little bit long. I'll read the whole thing. Okay. Um, so the girl who received the kick was this girl, Becca, age 21. She defended Parker Canyon's actions via social media. Of course, because wow. all these kids know is social media. Here's her statement. I was at the show, got up on stage, and tried to take a stupid Snapchat video of me jumping into the crowd. I was drunk, and my phone wasn't working properly to load the app. So I stood up there longer than I had anticipated. <laughs> As expected at all hardcore shows, Parker was going with the flow and just hyping the crowd up, so he kicked me off stage. She continues, uh, it was all in good fun, in my opinion, wow. and wasn't even a hard kick, just like a push or a nudge. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have been up there for that long of time, especially with my phone, but I'm not hurt. I don't have any malicious feelings toward the band whatsoever. I laughed when I fell into the crowd, and I kept rocking out. I still love Parker Canyon, the story so far, their music, their shows, everything more than ever. I understand uh, what could I understand what could happen at hardcore shows. And honestly, I've been seriously injured before at shows by the crowd, but I wasn't injured by Parker. I just want to set the record straight that I'm fine. And I hope this doesn't change anyone's opinion about the band because it shouldn't. I can't wait to be at their next show. Only uh, I'll cool it with the Snapchats. Wow, she's a fucking champ. No, 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 no. I disagree. <laughs> she's not a fucking champ. You know they're going to pull her up on stage and make her a VIP or something at the next show. That's true. She probably Actually, you know what? You're right. She probably planned this whole thing. Right? Yeah. She So she's she's got her five minutes of fame now. And so does the band. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know who the hell the story yeah. so far is. Yeah. But apparently that you know they're pretty well known. But yeah, this 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 girl's probably gonna get a personal phone call from the band who you know she idolizes. I want to see this video now. I have to look it up. Later. Yeah, it's well, you know what? We'll post it to the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Junkies uh, Facebook page. Yes, but yeah, but I was like, fuck yeah! If somebody jumps on my stage and you're trying to do your job, you know, Axel wouldn't stand for that. I was just gonna say, try doing that with Axel. See what happens. If Axel doesn't like what you're doing in the crowd, he'll jump in after you. He's kicked many people's asses doing that <laughs> thanks to the lame ass security i'm, I'm going, going home, home. <laughs> click <laughs> that's all you hear it was the mic dying uh yeah so that's the story so far so definitely check out that video of the girl getting kicked off stage awesome <laughs> love it yes 
So yeah, that's pretty. That's all I got for news right now. Um, that's cool because we got quite a few top fives. Yes. Okay. Here we we go. Shuffle, yeah. Shuffle the papers. A little disorganized. <laughs> uh, did you get any emails? I did not. No, but I'm glad we got some to the actual email address. So we asked you about a month ago <laughs> to send us your top five road trip songs, stuff that you want to hear while you're in the car. You know. Going on a little trip. Yeah. Stuff you want to maybe sing along with. Um, let's start with Dave. Uh, Dave says, coming up with this list, I noticed I was either picking an 80s song or a popular group sing-along song, so I made two lists. Ooh. So he made a list of popular songs. Uh, in his popular song list, number five was American Pie by Don McLean. Uh, his number four was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Number three was Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Number two was Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. And number one was Piano Man by Billy Joel. Okay. I Good. dig all those. Yeah. Except American Pie. If I die and never hear American Pie again, I'll die a happy man. Yeah. And you know what ruined it for me? People singing at karaoke. Because it's like eight minutes yeah. long <laughs> of the same. I'm like, stop, yeah. stop. It killed that song for me. Um, Dave's 80s song list uh, his number 5 Signs by Tesla nice uh, number 4 Crazy Nights by Kiss number 3 Talk Dirty to Me by Poison number 2 Wild Side by Motley Crue number 1 I Wanna Rock by Twisted Sister nice excellent road trip song yeah. I think that song was actually used in the movie Road Trip yes it was on the bus yep, yep. good yep. times good times so thank you Dave for that uh, my cousin Kristen sent us in a top five. She says, hey, guys, really had fun with this week's top five. The first time I went through all my music, I ended up with about 40 songs. So narrowing it down was tough. But here are my top five with some honorable mentions. Uh, Kristen, honorable mentions in no particular order. Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. All Right Now by Free. Ooh. That is a great yeah. road trip song. Sunshine Highway by Dropkick Murphys. And Panama by Van Halen. Nice. Good choices. Her official top five, I Fought the Law by The Clash. China Grove by The Doobie Brothers. Oh, wow. Uh, Night Moves by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Number two, More Than a Feeling by Boston. That is a great road trip song. And number one, Bob O'Reilly by The Who. Awesome. Good list. I got cool cousins. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Kristen, for that. Then we have uh, an email from someone we've never received an email before. Yes. This is from Meredith. Welcome to the show, Meredith. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you for sending in uh, your top five. That means she listened to the last show. That's right. To get this information. Someone's yeah. listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, she says, sorry, it's a lot of honorable mentions, but it's really hard to narrow it down to just top five. And a road trip uh, is at least a couple hours. So your play was, would need to be more than that. Her honorable mentions... Include Duality by Slipknot, Fuel by Metallica, uh, Life is a Highway by Tom uh, Cochran, uh, Istanbul, uh, Not Constantinople by They Invite Me Giants, Escape, the Pina Colada song by Mr. Rupert Holmes, American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, good choice there, So What You Want or No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys. 
I played uh, "So What You Want" when I DJed last night. That that nice. That's a good song. That, that's a that's a song for any crowd. Yeah. Uh, "Prison Sex" by Tool. Uh, and uh, "Sob" by Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. Nice. Her official top five. Uh, we were just talking about him. Number five, The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. Uh, number four, Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. Number three, Will We Will Rock You by Queen. Uh, number two, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Oh, that's a good one. By Meatloaf. That's a good one if you got uh, a bunch of people in the car yeah. singing with you. Yeah. And uh, her number one, Mr. Roboto Ooh, by Sticks. Awesome. Good awesome choices. List, nice. Thank you, Meredith. We look forward to uh, receiving lists from you in the future. Yes. So, um, my list is just um, I did ones that I have like personal road trip experience with uh-huh. that I've actually driven and sang to. Um, I don't have any honorable mentions because there was like 127 <laughs> of them. So. My official top five. Uh, number five is Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran, mm-hmm. uh, ultimate road trip song. Number four is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. You went there. I did. <laughs> number three, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon oh. Jovi. I always sing that in the car, and I sound amazing. Number two, Sweet Child O' Mine. Come on, from Step Brothers. Like the oh, ultimate. Oh, oh. <laughs> Three hundred dollars for singing lessons. And this You're is flat. what I get. You're flat. You're so flat. <laughs> and my number one is Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, ah. Try not singing that in the car when it comes on. I dare you. So that's Very my list. Nice. I went through um, different moods because I I go through different moods when I'm driving. I'm not a huge fan of driving, so I got some happy songs here and some more mellow songs. But uh, I did some honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions were Tom Petty's Free Fallen. Nice. I don't know if that's because of Jerry Maguire or uh, or if that was on my own, but uh, I mean, how do you not sing along to that song? Yeah. Uh, also, also in my honorable mentions, Tom Cochran's "Life Is a Highway," uh, the Proclaimers' "500 Miles." Oh wow, nice. Talking Heads' "Road to Nowhere." Uh, I had a Journey song too, but I had "Wheel in the Sky." Oh, that's a good one. Good one. Um, Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone." Oh, I just watched Top Gun. Did you? Uh, yeah. Do you know this? Uh, this year is the 30 year anniversary of Top Gun. Really? Yes. Kick ass. This is this is a good year. This is the 30th anniversary of Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Labyrinth, and Troll. Wow. Just a few movies that I had because I was actually writing trivia about nice. this this era. So yeah, 30 years ago this year, a lot of cool movies came out. Nice. So so old. Yeah. <laughs> um. Those are my official top five road trip songs. Stuff that I want to sing along with in the car. Number five, Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. Good driving song. Good yep. to drive angry. Uh, number four, Van Halen's Dreams. Oh, good song. Uh, number five, uh, The Weight by The Band. Great song. Good road yeah. trip song. Uh, my number two is Kisses, Detroit Rock City. That's nice. And my number one... Uh, Iron Maiden's Wasted Years. Oh, man, that's great. You just want to belt yeah. that every time. How do you not sing that when it's so on? So I was like, that's because that, that, that song actually comes up a lot on Sirius Satellite Radio, nice. and I find myself nice. belting belting along with it. So uh, good lists. Yeah. Thank you guys for participating. I had written down what we were thinking about for the next show. Oh, here we go. Oh, you got oh it. yes. All right. So we're going to uh, bombard you with more Guns and Roses. 
for our next top five lists, um, we'd like you to send us your top five Guns N' Roses songs. Yeah. And let's say you hate Guns N' Roses. Send us the song, the five Guns N' Roses songs you hate. You hate the most. But please specify. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're going to continue this because there's going to be more Guns N' Roses news in the weeks to come. Everybody's waiting for this tour to implode. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be, you know, the highest grossing tour of the year. Who the hell knows? I'm pretty sure we've talked about them in every show we've recorded. Pretty much. I think I, I want to make like a sound clip of us. Uh, Somebody came up to me and asked me recently. Uh, I was I was I was playing some Guns N' Roses at a gig, and they came up and asked if I was a Guns N' Roses fan. No, and I said, "Wait a minute. Do you do you, do you have five hours to spare? Yeah, seriously. Come on. <laughs> wow. So yes, and it's your top five Guns N' Roses songs. The Guns N' Roses hit list. I want to say we did this one before, but. You know what? Dave would know. Yeah, I don't remember. I think the only band-specific top five list we've done is Kiss. Yeah. But Dave, if uh, if we've done a top five Guns N' Roses uh, song list already, just call us out on it. Yeah, but still send us your <laughs> list. But still send us your yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and also, uh, anybody listening, you know, please send us uh, your emails for your top fives, but also send us your emails on, you know, how you like the show, what topics you want us to cover, if you have an idea for a top five list. Send us anything. We like mail. Yeah, post it on the Facebook page. If you want to hear us talk about something, yeah. we'd be glad to. You know, if you're local, maybe we'll have you into the studio. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. So, um, it's good to be back, back here in the in the basement. In the basement. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's it. Hey, cheers, Al. Yeah, cheers, my friend. And uh, for those of you celebrating uh, Record Store Day on Saturday, yes. happy hunting. Yeah. I have the nine-page list of good stuff that is coming out, so I will be picking and choosing what I'm going to try to get my uh, hands on. Yeah, uh, I may try to get my hands on the Joe Strummer. Not going to get my hands on the Skrillex. <laughs> uh, Soul Asylum, Grave Dancers Union on vinyl. Really, Al? Wow, I didn't even see that. You on need there. to look this list up. Damn, I'm not going to be here. Well, look, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to wait in line at four o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, and whatever I can grab for you, I will grab for you. I will do my best. You're a good man, sir. I'm going to make sure I have a credit card with me. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully some money will be coming in this week. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you, Al. Yeah, thank you, my friend. Nice to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. It I has haven't been seen a while. you since your birthday show. Thank you for coming to my birthday show. They have great mozzarella sticks there, by the yeah, way. Yeah, shout out to Westside 2.0 yeah. in the Westville section of New Haven. Great venue. Who uh, allowed me to put on my birthday show there with gasoline therapy. Insano Vision, uh, Kings and Liars, and King Bison drove almost four hours from Pennsylvania just to play my birthday show. And you heard them here first. That's right. We played them. Killer, killer band. Make sure you check them out on Facebook and all the other social media outlets. Yes. All right. That's it for me. That's it, guys. So um, thank you, and um, we will see you in two weeks. Peace.